Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season four. I'm Deepa Thomas-Sutcliffe, your friendly host. On the streets and nooks of Manchester, my inspiring Mancunian guests tackle their causes with grit and passion. They are leaders, worker bees and community hosts and they share their stories to inspire you all through this season. Relax, grab a brew and listen in to the Meet the Mancunian podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also check out all the episodes on my new website www.meetthemancunian.com .co.uk Looking to help the homeless overcome poverty? We hear from Lauren Rose Green, Business Development Manager in Visible Cities, Trustee, Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity and Policy and Influence Manager MACC in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest Lauren Rose Green, Policy and Influence Manager Mac. Thanks so much Lauren for taking the time on a Sunday morning. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all about your, you know, the lots of uh, volunteering and full-time work that you're doing for so many different charities. So tell us first about your passion for helping the homeless. How did that come about? Yeah, so I'm from a little village in the Midlands um, and I never really realised that homelessness was all around me because a lot of the people I went to school with were obviously affected by hidden homelessness. Um, but it just was never really in my vision. It was never really something I was aware of. And then I came to Manchester for university in 2016 and the amount of rough sleepers that I saw when I arrived in the city was just so shocking. So I started to kind of learn more and understand more about homelessness and then actually realised that back home so many people were homeless themselves. So really for me, it was moving to a big city and and seeing uh, people who were rough sleeping and then um, understanding a little bit more about the causes and um, also just like the variety of homelessness across the UK. And uh, we had another guest uh... Risha Lancaster from Coffee for Craig, who talked about different types of homelessness. So maybe just one thing to ask is, what is what do you mean by hidden homelessness? Yes, yeah, so hidden homelessness is anything that you can't specifically see. So it could be people living in shelters, in temporary accommodation. It could be people sofa surfing, sustain on friends' sofas, living in people's garages. Basically, anybody who doesn't have a secure home. Thank you. And you've got involved with invisible cities and they've got a very interesting concept so tell us about that please 
Yes. So for the last few years, I was the sales and business development manager for Invisible Cities. Um, So we're a national social enterprise training people who've experienced homelessness to become walking tour guides of the city centre. So the whole idea is to kind of break down the barriers and the stigmas and the stereotypes that surround homelessness, but also to empower people with lived experience to share their stories in the context of the city because people who've lived experience of homelessness know all about the city, especially if they've been a rough sleeper and they know parts of the city that maybe we've just walked past every day and they used to call home. So um, the whole kind of premise is to listen and to see the see the city through their eyes. That, that does sound like really interesting. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about Invisible Cities? Um, so Invisible Cities actually operates in a few different cities. So we're in Edinburgh, Glasgow, York, Cardiff and Manchester um, and expanding into to more cities as well to continue our impact. Um, and as a social enterprise, 100% of the profits go directly back into the local homeless community. Um, so whether that be through training and workshops, um, confidence building um, or kind of smaller social impact projects, working with other organisations like Coffee for Craig, who you mentioned before, um, to kind of work collaboratively to solve homelessness, which is huge. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the whole premise of Invisible Cities is to give back to that community. Thank you. And then you've been involved with the Greater Mayor's, uh, sorry, Greater Manchester's Mayor's Charity as a trustee. So tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I've been a trustee now for almost a year um, and I'm absolutely loving it. So I'm the youngest trustee um, and I basically joined the Greater Manchester Mayor's Charity who their their aim is to end homelessness across Greater Manchester. Um, so Andy Burnham's the main patron. He um, donates part of his wages every month towards the Mayor's Charity um, and we basic effectively are a grant giver so we receive donations we do fundraising and then we distribute grants across greater manchester to smaller organizations um or or not necessarily smaller but to other organizations who are delivering either frontline work or preventative um measures um or people in the places and spaces kind of seen so people who are working towards secure housing etc um and I really really enjoy being a trustee it's very different from working almost frontline um because you do a lot more strategy but the the kind of thing that I bring is diversity and inclusion angle um and also being able to amplify voices of people with lived experience because I'm around them all the time and so they're the kind of things I try to bring to board meetings um because everybody else on the board is kind of involved in many different ways everyone contributes different skills but that's the thing that's quite niche for me is that I'm very well embedded into the homelessness ecosystem in in Greater Manchester and also if we are talking about something or an idea for something or who to give grants to I can kind of go back and speak with people with lived experience and see what their thoughts are or you know if we do a marketing campaign around something I can go and ask people and they'll be like oh actually I prefer if you worded things like this or these particular people aren't being represented so yeah I really really enjoy being able to offer something slightly different to the board. Thank you and then uh, you've also said that you're involved with Mac so uh, what do you do there? And you're very busy, yeah, aren't you? <laughs> um, so I've just become uh, the policy and influence manager at Mac. 
Um, so Mac are a Manchester-based charity that support the voluntary community and social enterprise sector in Manchester. Um, so policy and influence manager, that effectively means that I'm supporting that sector to influence policy decisions. So again, amplifying voices of people with lived experience, but also people who work in that area, who are sector leaders, to actually influence the the changes in policy in the city, rather than it coming almost like top down, uh, we bridge the gap between the two. Um, so I still do a lot in homelessness, because that is the area that I'm super passionate about, but also um, kind of moving more into working with refugees um, and asylum seekers and then just an array of things we've been doing a lot of work with with the health um, sector and how healthcare marries up with the voluntary community social enterprise sector so it's a lot of bridging that gap um, and making sure that Manchester makes really informed policy decisions so yeah really really interesting. Thank you and I'd love to hear more of us as that develops it could be a very interesting um charity to talk to what impact have you made so far wow it's a big question (laughs) and i'm happy for you to take this from invisible cities angle or any of the charity because you've had the longest time with them isn't it yeah i think with invisible um everything is so individualized so we would do training sessions every week um and for me the biggest impact is seeing somebody that comes to us and they don't really engage in any other way in the city um, and they kind of just turn up and sit and listen and then in a few months time they might start joining in with some of the workshops and then within a year they're like leading workshops and we had this one person who's in my mind in particular who hardly spoke when he first arrived and now he can deliver presentations and he can go to other like charities and other organizations um delivering workshops he now volunteers um at a big museum so for me the impact is seeing the personal growth um and with invisible cities we make a huge impact on a small number of people and that's kind of what we felt was the best um business model and it it you really can see it and i loved seeing that growth individually with everybody um in terms of mac as well very similar we help organizations to kind of like expand the work that they're doing and if they're you know super confident and super like you know leaders in their sector they can only go so far if the policy doesn't reflect it. So again, that's how we make an impact is by helping that to be kind of relayed citywide. And you can see how we take an organisation and the work they're doing and just basically amplify them, use what we do to amplify them. They're the ones doing the great work. The policymakers, they're the ones who know what they're doing with all the policy. And we just kind of like link the two. Thank you for sharing that, Lauren. And yeah, absolutely. That personal impact that and personal growth that you're seeing through, uh, you know, each member of the uh, Invisible Cities community is is so powerful. And of course, uh, policy and advocacy is also really important because, like you said, we don't want laws and rules to be and and measure policy and supportive measures to be top down, but they want you want to have the community involvement. Yeah. So. Great, 
great to share that. How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? How can they reach you? How can they reach your charity? Yeah, so um, Invisible Cities and Max, Max M-A-C-C, um, you can just reach out to us via the website. Um, in terms of me personally, LinkedIn's probably best. I love a bit of LinkedIn. Um, so I'm Lauren Rose Green and there is actually only one me on LinkedIn, so that's quite nice and easy. And I'm always keen to speak with people who are looking to collaborate, people who are interested in the, the voluntary community social enterprise sector, um, even if you're coming at it from a corporate perspective and how to help more than happy to have a chat and kind of point you in some form of direction um, and also anybody who is interested in maybe becoming a trustee or somebody who would like to start working in that sector um, I didn't really have any kind of mentor when I was trying to pave my way in this industry and it's super hard so more than happy for people to reach out and ask for any advice as well. Thank you. That's that's a great offer. And I'm sure listeners will take you up on that. What advice would you have for somebody starting looking to start something similar in another part of the world? As I said, we were listeners from 41 countries and, you know, maybe they get inspired or maybe somebody in another part of the UK gets inspired. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of starting, the biggest, the biggest piece of advice is just to go for it. Because nothing's going to be perfect. You know, Invisible Cities is a great example. Like it's such an amazing concept uh, but it didn't happen overnight and it really was a, a learning and we, we were constantly learning all the time with it it's still not 100% perfect nothing ever is and I think especially if it's something that's involving vulnerable people or working almost like in a frontline type service it's never ever going to be perfect so you just got to go for it and learn as you go along um, so that would be my first thing is just to do it. Um, and then my second thing would be to try and surround yourself with people who champion you. Um, that's something that I've really done over the past couple of years. And um, even just with, you know, being introduced to this podcast is somebody that I met through work. Um, and yeah, it's it's surrounding yourself with other people who are either doing similar things or the people who really believe in what it is that you're trying to do and bouncing off each other um, because having that community whether that comes from like your family whether it comes from friends or if it's in a work setting creating those people around you that will hold you accountable but also people that will get excited when you um, have your small wins because when you're first starting out it will be the small little things like setting up your email address that's a huge thing like it takes time um, starting your website even if there's nothing on it you know just getting every those little things set up I think if you surround yourself with people who are like that's amazing like I'll take you out for a coffee because you set your website up then it inspires you to keep going. That's such a great tip you know this bit because uh it's the small wins, it's the small milestones on that big journey. Otherwise, the journey can seem yeah. very daunting, can't it? Because you're like, oh, wow, wow, we've got these amazing super goals and they're not going to happen overnight. So that is really good to say. And I'm probably going to, I just set up my website. So I need to find somebody who's going to take me out for coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, is there an opportunity now for you to talk about anything that I haven't asked you about, anything coming up in the next few months that maybe you want to share with listeners? Um, yeah, probably. Um, so I'm actually involved in quite a few other projects across uh, Manchester and Greater Manchester. So um, the Blank Faces, they're the UK's first fashion label aimed at ending homelessness. Um, and they're based in Glasgow, but are hoping to kind of expand into Manchester. 
So we've been helping with that expansion. Um, and their concept is just really cool. So I just wanted to share it, really. Um, yeah. What they do is they speak with people with lived experience of homelessness and listen to their stories. And then they partner up with um, up-and-coming designers, students, etc. And they will take those stories and, and make them into really, like, you know, fashion-forward designs. Obviously, the whole brand is super sustainable, ethical. Um, a lot of it's sourced and, and made in the UK. Um, so there's all of those kind of things that we're, we're looking to do with our lives and with um, with fashion. Um, and then with the designs, a percentage of the profits goes towards the um, person whose story it is every time something's sold. Um, the graphic designers get to do something really interesting and to take a concept and to kind of run with it. Um, and then at the end of the year, once the overheads are all covered, everything extra gets donated back into the homelessness ecosystem. Um, so it's really kind of trying to engage with stories very similar to Invisible Cities, where it's amplifying voices, but just in a very different way. Um, and through an industry that typically is very... Um, exclusive and actually it's trying to expand that and say that fashion can be for everybody and actually in the clothes that we choose to wear we can make a statement and we can engage with a community that we would never be able to engage with before um so yeah really it's just a, a kind of watch this space as they move into into Manchester but as well if anybody's interested or if anyone's like into fashion or anything like that um feel free to have a look at their website, The Blank Faces. Thanks so much for sharing about Blank Face. I did check out Blank Faces. I did check out their website and I was very, very inspired by the concept. And again, I did see some similarities between yeah. Invisible Cities, again, using lived experiences in a different way to give you that unique tour guide. And here it's about, uh, you know, making fashion uh, sustainable eco-friendly and you know a really nice uh, nice way to yeah. give back so thanks for sharing those I'm going to now come over to the signature question that I ask all my guests and I'd ask you to first describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase oh that's so good um I think um Oh gosh, it's really hard, and I want to do something. Say something good. <laughs> Take your time, no problem at all. <laughs> when I think about the Mancunian spirit, I think about working together. So I think about collaboration and um, empowering each other. Um, you know, even if it's just in a simple context of if you're running for the bus someone will hold the hand out and keep the bus there for you um or if you're in a work setting and you hear something you're like oh I should connect them with that person I think the Mancunian spirit is all about working together and it probably stems back to like the worker bee and like everyone kind of like rustling in and and doing things together um but that for me is what it is it's collaboration it's teamwork. It's looking out for one another, even if you're strangers. And that kind of creates a really friendly and warm and welcoming um, Mancunian energy. I love that. And I've experienced some of that for myself as a very new Mancunian. I've only been here a year, but absolutely people are extremely supportive and always ready to partner up, uh, which is so great. Yeah. Can you share a Mancunian who inspires you and why? And you can choose one who's living or dead. Um, oh gosh, I've got so many. Um, I would say someone that's inspiring me is 
uh, Lee Chambers. So he is alive. <laughs> um, and he is he's from Bolton originally, proper Bolton lad. Um, and I connected with him on LinkedIn just because he was in similar spheres to me. And honestly, his posts were so engaging, so interesting. He does a lot of work around, he's got his own business and he does a lot of work around going into workplaces and supporting with um, diversity, inclusion, well-being. Um, and just, he's just super, super engaging with everything he did. So I just reached out to him and I was like, just to let you know, I really enjoy your content, which I think everybody should do, by the way. If you ever enjoy something that someone's putting out into the world, whether it's podcasts, blogs, um, even someone's Instagram, just message them because it just really makes their day. And anyway, we decided to go for a coffee um, and we went for a coffee and he just inspired me so much. And since then, we've met loads of times. We've been to similar award ceremonies. We keep seeing each other in spheres. Um, but what I love about him is he's doing so much work for women's rights and women's advocacy, but from a male perspective. Um, and so he talks about like menopause and the workplace. And I just think it's really, really important for men to engage on these issues as well. And he is just such a big advocate for it. Um, also, he's neurodivergent. Um, and he talks a lot about that, which for me personally, and having um, people in my family with Asperger's, it's been really inspiring to see um, somebody kind of 100% own who he is, but also to just be really succeeding and to show that you don't have to fit into a certain stereotype to be successful. Um, and I've actually used him kind of as an example for people in my family who may be struggling. So yeah, for me, he's super inspirational, absolutely love him to bits, and I'm excited to see what comes next for him. Thank you for sharing that. He does sound wonderful and maybe another one mental note <laughs> to to feature yes. here. What's the most important life lesson you've learned so far? I think for me, it is to, um, I think everybody gets kind of self-confident issues. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, I definitely get it a, a lot. Um, being mixed race and being young and being female, I'm usually in a lot of spaces where I'm the only person that looks like me. And so the imposter syndrome always creeps in. Um, and I think the most important life lesson for me is that that's always going to happen. So that's the first thing for me is that recognizing it. But then how I deal with it has been the, the lesson that I've learned is that I know that to just sit in my feelings and feel like it. And then after the situation has passed, reflect back so that that won't happen again in that particular situation. And how can I implement things so that I don't feel that way and I don't feel um, you know, unconfident or uncomfortable. Um, because, you know, we're all doing our best. It doesn't, you, it, everybody's comparing themselves to each other. And if you're ever in a room or a space and you're suddenly like, why am I here? Like, I'm not good enough to be here. Nine times out of 10, at least a couple of other people in that room think that. Um, so I'd say that's my biggest life lesson is that that's always going to happen personally for me. It's always going to happen. But actually, how do I try and reduce the amount of times that it happens um, and just own the fact that it's okay to be a bit different and um, you are doing a great job, even if you don't think so, you are doing a great job. I think so. And I think everybody brings such unique perspectives, right? And that comes from who you are, what your values are, what your perspective is, what effort you're willing to put in, what are your passions. So really great tip. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. And I think many people, uh, would relate to that because you know uh, regardless of gender we all 
uh, we all suffer sometimes from this not quite sure if you belong <laughs> yeah exactly what if you could have one superpower what would it be ooh <laughs> that is such a good question i've thought this so many times if you'd have asked me a few years ago i'd have said to be able to fly because i love traveling um actually no i'm going to stick with that yeah i'd love to be able to fly or to um kind of transport through time no that's what i'm going to go for i'd love to be able to like transport through time bit doctor whoey um, <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to be able to go and see things when they were happening um so throughout history um but also i'm not too bothered about the future i quite like just like living in the moment but the past i think it's just so interesting like imagine being able to be there when they built like the the pyramids or to just be able to see things with your own eyes and i'd love to be able to experience things like um you know my grandma always talks about when she went to australia and like had this incredible experience and i'd love to be able to like transport and like even if it was just like a fly on the wall and no one could see you just to be able to see her younger like living her best life i just think that would be absolutely incredible so you can really picture for your own like see for yourself like what it is that they're talking about and yeah i think that would be my superpower i'd love it it's a great one i really like that is there a funny story you'd like to share with listeners oh gosh i have so many funny stories i'm so tragic it <laughs> <I do funny laughs> they need to be manchester based or within your work <laughs> what's a funny story so okay i have one it's a bit embarrassing but i'll tell it anyway um so i used to commute to liverpool every day um and get the train and it would be a, a Transfer 9 Express, like the quick train. And every day leaving Liverpool, I'd sprint to the train station to try and get on the, a slightly earlier train so I wouldn't be like jam-packed in completely um, and try and make the gym gym class in Manchester. So one day sprinting is really hot. It's like summer, middle of the summer. I'm like It's really, really, really hot. And then I'm running on the platform to try and get on. But you know when you keep getting to every door and it's like super full, super full, super full. Anyway, I managed to jump on the train. I'm like, everyone's looking at me a bit funny, but, you know, maybe it's just because I'm really sweaty. Um, anyway, I'm stood there. The ticket person comes down and she just shouts literally to me. She's like, oh, you're the girl that was running down the platform. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, your skirt's tucked into your underwear. And I was like, <gasps> and honestly, I know, it's like, yeah, I'm like, I know it's like something from out of book, but genuinely, like, I was wearing a floor length skirt so like it was bad and I was like how do they not feel Ouch. it and then everyone around me was like yeah 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 I did see I did see so I'm then like untucking my my skirt my, my underwear I'm like why have you snakes not told me why is not one of you just been like excuse me and also why did she have to announce it to the whole carriage she could have just come over to me and yeah so then I had to endure like 50 minutes on this train knowing that everybody seen me next um it was so embarrassing couldn't wait to get yeah, off the other and side whispered. and yeah I just went home had a nice warm like had a nice cold shower and was just like yeah so that's my funny story <laughs> ouch thanks for sharing that it's up to you Lauren you want me to keep that you want me to leave it out that's up to you you can keep it it's just a bit of me that's the thing as well with me I'm like it you just gotta yeah. own every part of you it you happens know? right it always me, happens yeah it happens, it happens. 
humans and I think it's all about like normalizing just being a normal human like no one's perfect and sometimes I listen to podcasts and I listen to people who are like thriving in their business and in their world and I'm just like please tell me that you have a tucked t- you know skirt tucked into your Nicholas yeah. train story please because nobody's perfect so I'm definitely keen to share it because I think loads of people will relate everyone has a story like that all yeah story, I think uh, for me it's the coffee on a white dress a white shirt every time I have a white shirt I've stopped wearing white because I never drop stuff on my on me but if I have a I don't know why yeah. somebody will knock into me, something will happen and coffee will drop on a white shirt. So, <laughs> and it's happened once before I went into a television interview. So I had to literally borrow my boss's jacket and like, you know, <laughs> cover up because obviously you don't want to be sitting there with a big brown stain on, on, on you. So. Yeah, totally understand. <laughs> it really happens to us all. It happens to us all and we just yeah. need to laugh. It, it is a quirk of life, thing. isn't it? And life's just telling you, don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Great. So thanks so much, Lauren. That's all I have time for today. It was really nice to talk to you and learn so much about all the good stuff you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lovely chat, even for a Sunday morning. It was lovely. <laughs> Lauren, I really enjoyed learning about supporting the homeless today. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season four. I hope this episode and the podcast itself encourages you to follow your passions, inspired by the amazing Mancunian guests who feature here. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode or log on to www.meetthemancunian.com .co.uk to listen to all the episodes and learn more about my podcasting story. Next week on Tuesday, 3rd January 2023, the Meet the Mancunian podcast talks to Ben Andrews about diversity and inclusion. Please do leave a review or a voice message on my website www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. Takes only a few minutes. Thank you so much. Wish you and your loved ones a very happy new year and here's to new beginnings.